This podcast covers all things health, your body, your brain, and your well-being. Each week, we'll be joined by doctors, as well as the occasional guest, to talk about the health topics that mean the most to you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dr. Randall Gates, board-certified chiropractic neurologist, also a chiropractor. And we're on a short leash this morning. <laughs> we do these videos before we're treating. So uh, this is going to be an efficient presentation today. We're going to talk, and I, and I think it's a really cool presentation. Uh, one of the biggest things I hear when people come in is, I've just gotten heart bones. I got this. What, how does this affect? I went to that person. These are, I have low testosterone. I have high estrogen. I have whatever it is. And um, I can't tell you how much stress uh, is always involved in the patient population that walks in here 90% of the time stress hormones are involved. So this is a new study. I'm going to be hearing it at the same time. You're going to be hearing it. So mm -hmm. go. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> this is a very important topic because we have a lot of patients who are in chronic fight, flight, PTSD, things of that nature. So in this study, they looked at marathon runners who are training, who are not overtrained. And they also looked at a group of, think of them as army rangers in Norway who were in a two-week uh, training expedition where they're basically deprived of food and deprived of sleep. And then they also looked at patients who had PTSD, suicidal ideation, so those are your severe depression patients, and bipolar disorder. And they looked at all of their stress hormones. They looked at cortisol. They looked at aldosterone. Aldosterone is a hormone that goes up when you're trying to save sodium into your circulation. Like if you cut off an arm and you're bleeding out, that's why we have aldosterone, but it is a stress hormone. They looked at DHEA. DHEA is a sex hormone that comes from your adrenal glands. They also looked at estrogen and testosterone levels. And what they found is that in the marathon runners, their cortisol levels and their aldosterone just went up a little bit, but it was only temporary. Whereas they saw in these soldiers who were out there for two weeks and, you know, bad conditions. Their aldosterone went up three times normal, what it should be. But otherwise, their sex hormones, their testosterone, their estrogen levels were not significantly affected. It was just mainly their cortisol and their, their aldosterone. So the stress hormones went up, but their sex hormones were not sacrificed. However, in the patients who had PTSD, severe depression, bipolar disorder, they had 
a significant compromise of their testosterone and their estrogen levels. Also, their stress hormones were much elevated. And this has been seen throughout the literature, but it's a nice expose relative to a lot of people and their concept of stress. We're trying to get all this information out to you because a lot of people will think, well, yeah, you know, I'm stressed for a little bit and then it goes away. And you're right. If you are stressed out just for a short period of time, your body is going to recover. But the problem is, is that when you get into these chronic states of fight or flight, if you have severe depression or bipolar, you can go back and look at our broadcast on what that does to the relationship between your fear center, which drives the stress response, and your memory area and your frontal lobes, because your frontal lobes and your memory area are always trying to shut off this fear center. And so once this fear center escapes and it escapes chronically, then that is when we see a lot of hormonal physiology change. And this article just proves that it change, changes chronically and it stays that way. I was going to say that backs up when I'm, when I'm continually telling people it's not, it, it, it's, it's the low T. Mm-hmm. I'm like not a hormone replacement therapy guy. It's pretty much, when I say I'm not a hormone replacement therapy guy, it's like, look, if you got like, if you got like cysts on your ovaries or if you got endometriosis or if you have, you know, cancer or of your testicles, or if you got some pathology that's causing you to alter your hormone function because it's affecting your 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 organ, or you have to have it taken out. I get that. Mm-hmm. But the vast majority of time, imbalances in hormones is other things. And one of the other things that it is almost most of the time contributing is this stress response. Right. Right. And so that's my kind of like, that's kind of like my, my, I have a difficult time with listening to commercials for low testosterone, you know, on television and, and, or I don't watch television, but on the radio and, and the things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's a lot of stressed out people. Yeah. We have a population of that yeah. society. Of yeah. That. Same thing with estrogen. <laughs> <laughs> so we hope you found this helpful. So this is important. You want to know how to get better. Now there's going to be some nuggets in here that are going to help some of you. There's going to be some of you are like, you know, throwing spitballs <laughs> at your at your screen going, wow, this guy's like an idiot. But I'm telling you, these are the basics of how to get better. And if you bypass these, plus the ones we're going to be talking about over the next week or two, you are going to have a hard time getting better at all. And if you get better, you're going to, have, you're going to be the person who has to keep doing it over and over and over again because there are things that are Sabbath. So wrap up this week's presentation. And, and um, I'm here to educate you. We're here to try to answer the questions that we've had over the last, you know, six or seven years or eight years or whatever it's been. And, um, and so please do that. So until next week, uh, I hope you, uh, if you're, if you're enjoying this, then, then, you know, please don't miss next week. Next week is kind of a big, big deal in most people's, uh, uh, journey to wellness. So, okay, that's it for this week. Thank you for watching again, and uh, take care. This will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you.